Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael, and this is The Campaigns, A New World, episode number 13, Blaine Could Care Less. In our previous episode, the PCs realized that while in animal form, Tredic had the ability to use his scent powers to detect these slug-like doppelgangers who have begun to infiltrate their camp. So utilizing the fact that Blaine had already been summoned to meet with the nobles to discuss the fact that he has a voting box that someone else has set up for him, so even though he was not selected for the opportunity to be elected into the nobleship, or the noblehood, not really sure how you say that, uh, someone had created a box for him and put it out there and people were voting for him and it was causing problems. So utilizing the fact that he was already summoned to that meeting, Tredic hiding in a backpack as an animal, Blaine and Jack, who is the steward of Maven, all enter into the, the tent and they start walking around the room and Blaine gives this big speech that allows him to walk around the room meeting with each of the nobles and by a truly happy coincidence that it played out so well at the table and I hope you guys could hear that how well it worked for it at the table they happened to have gotten to Maven last Maven being the one that actually had already been replaced by a slug creature so at the very end of the last episode they realized that Maven was a slug Blaine yelled bananas and that is where we ended so we're going to pick up this episode dealing with the aftermath of that revelation as well as taking a slight step backwards to talk about and show what Valius and Durin were doing outside the tent while they were waiting for the the uh, announcement of bananas. For me, I think this is a really good episode. I, I think they all are pretty good. Uh, this one's a lot more action-packed than most of the games that I run, so hopefully you guys will enjoy it as much as the players did. So anyway, here is The Campaign's A New World, episode number 13, Blaine Could Care Less. So if I remember correctly, Valius and Jack are actually outside of the council chambers. Um, and no, you're inside. It's yes, Durin and Valius are actually outside. Travis is in there with Blaine, and Blaine's wearing the backpack with the pooch in it. And you were walking around the room, and Tredic was able to tell you that there was a strong odor, whatever these creatures emanate, that he could detect, but there was only one person that he felt was actually replaced and he was kind of scratching your back and that was when you got to maven and when you got to maven that's when he started going really harsh you yelled bananas banana banana and that's where we stopped bananas means something completely Uh, different okay so banana Mm -hmm. means something okay but we are going to start with the youtube durin and valius you are standing outside the outside the tent the other three have just now gone inside. So what are you guys doing while you wait outside? I suddenly have a, neck, a second weapon for some reason. <laughs> I don't even know why. In case I need it. Yeah. I was waiting because I figured they were doing the inspection. I just wanted to make sure if I hear screams and signs of battle, I'll go in. But if I don't hear anything, I'll just stay outside. Because we were trying to kind of not raise everybody. Like not make everybody scared that something is up. Okay, so you're trying to act nonchalant yes all right Durin, you're standing there next to valius who suddenly has another weapon in his hand which is weird what are you doing (laughs) well knowing that we have kind of a thing going on here i would keep my mouth shut as because silence is a virtue so we can hear what's going on if we're needed okay i 
that and it's really awkward and it's not the time to be talking about knowing that personal problems knowing that blaine also just gets really excited over bananas <laughs> i'm not sure what to do well you haven't said bananas yet or banana this is oh, okay th- we're, we're kind of going back a few pre, minutes this is right as you guys would walk in so it's pre-banana so they're they're waiting for the signal that may yet not come so while you are waiting and it seems to take a little bit longer. It takes a little while because you guys, again, we, we kind of went through it fast, but you would have to have circled the entire room somewhat slowly. And he was talking to people. And you were talking to people. So it, it actually took 15, 20 minutes before you got to Maven. Uh, I was thinking like a minute. Yeah, no, my mind, it, was, it took a while. <laughs> so these two I made the speech, are, are kind of waiting when Durin, your familiar, sends you a signal that there is something at the edge of camp. A distressful something? More like a, a confused. <clears throat> I want to kind of just sit like, it's like, in my head, just like anxiety is building up like, I want I want something to happen on either side here, so I, and I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll call Ash to come, or wherever he's at, I'm sure he'd be nearby, wouldn't yep. he? He's and near- I would have him go to where I know the bird is, and... Tell me, come back and tell me what's going on. Okay. So he runs off in that direction. And if you turn, you can see where you're at. You're kind of in the center, but there's still no part that's really that far away from the edge of the camp, the mm-hmm. forest, since you are in the center. So you see him trot off in a general direction, but it's getting, if I remember correctly, it's dark. It's in the evening. I can't remember I'm, what time of the day. I'm pretty sure it's, it's in the evening. So it's kind of dark, so you can't see that well. So it takes like five minutes, and then... When Ash starts coming back, he's walking very stiffly. Like, he's not walking at a normal, casual pace. There's sort of an odd sort of staccato step, stumble, step, stumble as he comes back towards you. And his eye, his face is just sort of slack, and he's just walking straight towards you. I want to, Ash, you know, I'll go up to him, and what do I see when I come up to him? All right, so when you come up to him, he's very pale, but otherwise he doesn't seem to be hurt. But again, his his features are all very slack. Like he doesn't, almost like imagine he's asleep, like he's sleepwalking at the moment. So he doesn't really seem to be aware of his surroundings. He doesn't respond to you when you, you mind me who smack. I, you mind me? Ash is his sort of helper monkey. He was assigned by the council to help assist with the investigating of some stuff. And so he's got a monkey animal. Not truly a monkey. He's, he's, a, he's a boy. He's a, he's a human. He's a human boy, but he's, a, he's like his um, page alkalite assistant. assistant. Does he look like he has to wash the Zoidberg shame off in the shower? Yes. No, he does not. Okay. So I'm sorry. So what were you doing? Smack him across the face. Okay. When you smack him, there's a just a flash and your mind is filled with images. And even though it probably only lasts for a brief second, you get like minutes of memories. And you see as if you're flying at about eight or 10 feet. So you're not flying really high looking down. You're more like you're walking, but you get the sensation that you're flying because there's just like a sort of a weird, weird bob. Sound effects. Yeah. To what you see. There's a thunderstorm. Uh, <laughs> and you're flying through the forest. But you don't recognize any of the, this area. It doesn't appear to be an area that you personally have visited. And then you slowly come to an area where there's some sort of building. It's been constructed, but it's made out of st- 
stone. It's not any type of building that you're necessarily familiar with. It just, it just looks alien to you. Okay. And it's huge. And you see dozens of these creatures that the only thing you can associate with that they might be cyclops, which would be a creature you may not have ever seen, but you're familiar with. They're just large, ogreish brutes, 12, 15 feet tall, muscular, bare-chested, just has like loincloth on, has a huge club with like a sickle blade coming out of it. Mm-hmm. But it, it it actually has two eyes, but it reminds you of like a okay. cyclops. And talks like a five year old. <laughs> yeah, it's yelling, Mommy! Mommy And then you see around it these normal sized humanoids. They look a lot like elves. Again, keep in mind in this world elves are very rare. Like they're not prominent like in a normal medieval fantasy type game. But they're very pale, almost not truly albino, but very like pasty white elves. And they're just kind of milling about on some kind of crazy errand. And you see them sort of form up as if they're ready. Like they're like they're gathering together. There's six or seven of these giant a monster formation. formations. There's like a whole rank of like 20, 30 of these pasty looking elves. And they're like putting their gear on, making sure their swords are tight and their bows. And they're lined up in ranks. And then this sort of purple light starts to shimmer in front of them and they and you would recognize it the same type of purple light that you guys came to this world through and also that the giant Godzilla creature came through and went from when it showed up that first time and they're walking through it and then that's when your eyes you just sort of clear yeah. and right at the edge of the camp you see a purple light start to sort of show up and then you hear shit <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you hear banana banana all right so, Blaine, you are going around the room. You make your way towards Maven. As soon as you get close to Maven, Tredic. I hope he explodes out of the pack back into human form and falls on the ground naked from my back. And just everybody's just so stunned. So what are you doing? Reaction. So you're, you, you're letting him yeah, know. I've done my job. Okay, so apparently he's just continuing to scratch your back from inside, and you yelled banana. Okay, I ready my hammer. Okay, so Maven, or who you believe to be Maven, kind of looks at you quizzically. Mm-hmm. And then I say um, to Jason and the other council... Um, I was going to say, you better say something before you attack him. Um, arrest this man, this is not Maven. He just sort of scoffs. You know, Maven just sort of a, a haughty laugh. <laughs> what are you saying? And all the other people are kind of looking around. Like, no one's no one's acting. They're all just like, like, like they I, don't understand what's going on. Okay. Can I take I'm an action? I'm still at, at the point? ready. Yes. Okay. I want to go in and step between them two. And I want to put my hand on Maven, pushing him, like, away from him. But as I do that, do a little slide of hand, maybe grab a necklace. Okay. And at that time, I'm going to act like I'm protecting him from the brute trying to attack him. Is Maven uh, your... Yes. yes. Okay. So I'm actually creating... So I'm creating space, creating a distraction. I want to use sleight of hand to steal More the necklace. necklace. Okay. So then you would roll your thievery roll. And... This is like this is like probably the biggest roll I could probably do this whole game right here. Possibly. Okay. 23. So you see Travis... God damn it. Jack. Jack. You have the, a too normal of a name. I'm getting you, Travis, <laughs> and Rob all confused at the same time. So you Sorry. see... So Jack kind of gets in front of you. You don't know why, because as far as you knew, he was part of the plan originally. And he sort of 
gets in front of you, pushes Maven backwards away from you. And for some weird reason, a small sort of smirk popped on his face. Okay. And then everyone else is still looking around like, what is going on? All right. Jason, uh, call the guards and have Maven detained right now. We encountered doppelgangers outside of the village, and Maven is one of them. Give me a sort of like a charisma roll. I feel like this would be an opportune time to pop out of the bag if it's open. Uh, I'm sure, I'm, I doubt they locked you inside it. If you, I'll back I mean, if up. you just return to normal size, you're gonna explode out of my backpack, and I, it would be, <laughs> it would be hilarious. hilarious. Arms and legs pop out the sides, and your head pops out the top. I'm just the backpack. It's, a, it's my sack clothing. Basically, you're carrying him like a baby. <laughs> hey, give me that. And he falls over backwards. Um, so 14. Okay. Jason continues to look somewhat confused. He looks around at everyone else, and the guard that's there, it's not Abram, but there's like a guardman there. He kind of looks at Jason like, what do I need to do? And then Jason's like, let's just, everyone calm down. Let's work this out. You know, there's, there's no need for arresting until we have more information. Maven's not going anywhere. We're fine for the moment. All right, Durin, you see a purple light start to sort of swirl yeah. and grow bigger and so bigger. So it was like I sl- and it was <sighs> yeah. And then that all then yeah. the whole follow through of the slap and then I, I want to grab Ash and then I want to just look back at Valius and just say oh, bananas. Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh not banana. Just strawberries. What I'm confused. Why is it all fruit? Get ready. Okay. So you hear Duran yell out get ready. You don't know why he would say this. You're still sort of at but the I, edge it, of the tent. In a serious, like, I'm kind of fearful. Are, you, are, you, of... are your weapons drawn? No, I'm holding, I have, I kind of slapped Ash across the face to try and get his attention. See what he's, yeah. you know, just like, and then I, I just grab him by the shoulders and I look back at you with a serious face. So roll me a perception check. 18. You start to see a purple light. So basically across his shoulder, at the edge of camp, you see a purple light starting to swirl and grow bigger. It's just like a, it's like a flat disc appears. It's about the size of your, my hand, and it's just swirling. As it, each, each swirl, it's getting bigger and bigger. So but just in the second you're looking, it goes from my hand to like three foot all the way across. So it's growing really fast. I have a quick debate if I want to use my sealed and my weapon or just two weapons. And I take my sealed and my weapon out and I go right in front of that circle. Like I'm waiting for something to come so out. So you're running towards yes, the purple what I'm line. To. Okay. The tank rolls over you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's wep- if it's guns, what we've learned well, is guns do not work in the that. Yeah. So you see value. How do I feel about Ash's overall well-being? Once you've touched him, he starts to sort of come out of that daze. I just go, like go, go to your family or family or your tent. You know, go. I want him out of here, and I want to. I'll pull my shield as I watch him get his shield ready, and we'll set a shield wall. Okay. So you're approaching. You guys are going to get side by side, right in front of the purple glowy light. All right. So Blaine. Tredic and Jack, your support's completely gone. Well, and I, there's one thing I want to say. I want to say we're under attack. Are you going to scream that? Yes. Okay. Because I want people to be aware, because there's too many people that have died because they're not aware there's danger. So All right, so you know. guys three rolled me perception checks. We're under attack. Well, we are From the perception. east or it west. It would be your uh, wisdom score. I'm just going to go write down, bub. 
perception beside wisdom because I always ask. That. I got a twenty-two, but I imagine I could hear a lot. Yeah, well, if you're well, you're still probably in the process yeah. of transforming, so maybe your dog ears you haven't quite I, shrunk I, I in. <laughs> All right, so yes, you hear very clearly. Valius yell, "We're under attack!" What'd you get? Eleven. You no. You're you're too self-satisfied. You're yeah. still uh, happy. But maybe I can't communicate this because I'm still partially yeah. a dog. Thirteen. Thirteen. You hear Valius scream something, but you can't make it out. But it seems like a urgent, ah! but you can't make out the words. And Jason's still walking. He's actually walking towards you guys, and he's kind of getting in the middle as well. Like he's trying to put it like not like in directly in between you and Maven, but sort of like forty-five degrees off to both of you. Like, hey, 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 you know what's this? Mechanics question. Yes. You can choose to deal non-lethal damage. Could I throw my hammer and choose to deal non-lethal damage? No. By the rules, probably, but I don't think that makes sense that you can throw a hammer lightly. <laughs> you know, it's like, if you're going to throw a hammer, it's going to do damage. So wait, we're playing Just throw a pillow at him. We're playing. You tell me what you want to do. I'll tell you how you can do it or if it can be done. Wow. Or you can toss a hammer. That's the but, first time I've But you would have to use your verbiage. <laughs> <laughs> he has, he has uh, to be fair, he has said before he doesn't like the stand rules. Yeah, I don't, I don't he like He has said that like, before. Yeah, I don't think they make sense. I want to punch you as hard as I can until you pass out. <laughs> yeah. You can kick sand in their face. <laughs> now, in a game mechanics way, one hit with your hammer probably wouldn't kill them. Maybe. Not so, <laughs> but again, it's not worth the risk. Right, but, again, but, that, that's, but that's that's the thing I, I just, want your character like, to be I picture me cracking Maven's head open and no slug comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and looks, then I just, get, uh, I just envision like a Gallagher scene. <laughs> just splat all over the place. It's the Smash-O-Matic. That's right. So what are you doing? I'm, I'm looking at Jason and um, I'm, I'm waiting for him to make the call to arrest him and just, I'm looking at okay. Jason. I'll say again. You can tell he's not going to make that call right now. He is he is not convinced okay. enough that he's just going to arrest this person. But he Looking doesn't. Want, he's asking questions like, "What's going on? We need to work this out. What do you mean, doppelganger? What do you mean, Maven's Maven's Maven? I've been with okay. him all day. With my mall still at the ready, I'll move closer to Maven, and I'm not going to attack him. I I, w- I won't. That's not what I would say. Well, as you start to move closer, some of the guards are actually going to move toward you okay. and put themselves between you and Maven, or try to. And plus, I'm between you guys as well. Yeah. To Jason, I'll say, um, this is a matter of safety for the camp, and Maven is not who he says he is. We can't let him walk out of this tent. Even if we don't, it's not going to hurt anything to arrest him now and detain him. And you, if you don't, then you're, you could end up paying for it with other people's lives. If I'm wrong, then you can hold me accountable. Jason again says, okay, we'll, we'll work this out. Just calm down. You put your hammer away. You don't need it here. It's Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so he, He's trying to talk his way out of it. He, he turns to look at Maven, who, gone. No, who is standing there with his head kind of down where you, you push him backwards. And as he raises his head up, it's that pink, mushy, glistening, wet lamprey face. I'm going to throw my hammer at him. Before you do that, he says... I am not your enemy, but your enemy has arrived. You guys You attacked me. <laughs> We're your brothers. Maybe we just hot. I still want to do that. Okay. I throw so we'll, I'm going to go back to these guys first. Um, so we'll just go basically we'll go initiative, we'll go them and then you and then we'll just go around the table just to keep it organized. Valius and Durin, you are standing in front of the purple light. It continues to grow larger and larger until the point that it is about 15 to 16 feet tall as it gets bigger it gets more tall than wide so it doesn't 
it's not a 15 foot circle, but it's more like 15 foot tall and like eight feet wide. And it's about the same height that is in your mind you would remember it being on the other side. And then once it gets to that height, the, the swirling kind of stops and it sort of just shimmers and almost like locks into place. And the swirly light is just now, it's just a purple solid light. And then you can see beyond it somewhere else far into the forest. And then immediately your entire view is taken up as this monstrous form starts to walk through it. So you see this giant starting to step through. Is this the same color portal that we went through the beginning yes. of the story? Yep. Okay. All right, Valius, so you see a giant walking through. So he has a walking through. What kind of animal? Is it an animal or a humanoid? It looks like a humanoid. It basically, it looks like a cyclops, but it doesn't have just one eye. It's, it's, like, a, it's like an actual giant, like a... It's bigger than a hill giant, bigger than a stone giant. A not troll? as big. No, it, think of a cyclops with two eyes. It's a biclops. Let's just say that's game mechanics-wise. That's just a big person. So, no, it's just there, a big person. Isn't, there is um, in the There are giants, giants? but it, my understanding of, the, of the, the size categories, it's kind of between two of them. So I'm probably making it more complicated than it needs to be. It's a giant with a club that's about 15, 16 feet tall. Hmm. I would like to cast a new spell that I have called Demand. One creature, creature you choose within range must make a wisdom saving throw and a fail save. The creature is drawn to you, compa com uh, compelled by divine demand. It has disadvantage to all attack rolls against other creatures except for me. And it cannot it will move more than 25 feet away from so, me. So it's like marking in 4th edition. You're, you're saying you're attacking me. Yes. Okay. But here's what I want to do. I want to say you're attacking me, and I want to always be 25 feet away from it. So you always have to kind of, kind of follow me. Okay. I mean, obviously it's, it's going to close down, but... Yes. One of the jumps at I'm looking for And a clean pair of shorts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he will make his saving throw or attempt to. You're not sure if it spell takes effect or not, but he does swing his club at you. Good. With a 27 to hit. And I will hit. I hope you rolled a 20, because if you didn't roll a 20, he just... Can I have a uh, four and three tokens, please, so I can track my spells? Okay. You take 12 points of damage, and I need you to make a saving throw. On what? Strength. 19. Okay. The giant swings his club. You, you're able to get your shield up in time to absorb some of it, so it still hurts, and it actually pushes you back like two feet. But you, you can tell that very easily he could hit you and swing you, knock you away like a baseball if, uh, if he hits you just right. Durin. You see this large creature come through, take you a whack. 12 points of damage? 12 points of damage, and hits Valius with his giant club. I'm going to cast Holy Vigor on my associate here. And so it gain, he'll, he will gain 3d8 plus 6 temporary hit points for the duration of this battle. Okay. 23 temporary hit points until the end of this battle or until they go away. All right, so back inside. Tredic. You've been hearing all this going on. Are, did you transform back into human? Okay. So you sort of jump out of the bag as a no dog. And then in the air, you transform into a person. So you land sort of like all on fours like Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And you heard Valia scream, we're under attack. Mm -hmm. But you don't think anyone else did because no one else seems to be reacting. Trouble outside. So you hear Treading say there's trouble outside. And again, you just heard Maven say, I'm not your enemy, but your enemy has arrived. So... What do you want to do, Jack? What's the immediate reaction of the crowd seeing the Zoidberg? Most of them haven't actually seen him because they're all sort of like in a circle around the edge of the room. So really, only you guys have actually saw that his face has changed. I am going to uh, charge at him and 
put a dagger to his throat and demand him of why I should trust him. Okay. So just be like, why should I trust you? Like if you're not, you say you're not my enemy, but why should I trust you? Cause he looks all creepy. Now. Yeah. He's all Zoidberg out. Yeah. Don't I, should I get to go before well, him? Well, we're going just like this. So you'll be going next. Why? Cause I just arbitrarily decided that's how we would do it. Yeah. Plus, I was, in, I was, I was you just, closer. It's not just a new world. <laughs> that's right. It's a new world. Right. Changing everything today. And you're living it. So as you run up and put the dagger, it doesn't seem to be afraid, that, but the facial features are different enough that you may not recognize fear. Yeah. And he says, you don't have much time. You need to go where I tell you or everyone's going to die. Your turn. I'm going to smash, smash him. Okay. But you won't let me use non-lethal damage. No. Not with your hammer. If you want to punch him, you can, but I don't think you can swing a hammer and not try to hurt them. Unless you go to, like, not headshots, like, hurt them in their arm or leg or something. Are you hammer on the shoulder or your arm? It would just break your arm. Yeah, but it won't kill him. Nope. Might. If it does enough damage, maybe it does internal. I'm use a hammer to knock some sense into him. <laughs> okay. That's really high number, so you're good. Yes, it hits. 24. Yes. <laughs> I rolled the Twelve. max possible damage. Twelve. Um, you could just not miss ever. Twelve, uh, eighteen damage. Eighteen points of damage. Okay, that knocks <laughs> so, his head clean out his ass. No, it. Uh, you you kind of have to come around to miss Jack, so your hammer actually has to come around from the side to hit him. You do catch him up kind of near the shoulder, and because the creature is sort of transforming into that slug, there's not a crack, but there is a sort of a squishy sound, like hitting just big slab of blubber, and uh, you hear it kind of go really hard and falls over, sort of like out of frame, <laughs> much like uh, that lady did in that movie, Django Unchained. Say goodbye. It just goes flying backwards. And then now it lays on its, lands on its back and all the people around the room can see this slug creature laying there. And there's like <gasps> gasps and people are drawing their swords and daggers and everyone's freaking out. And they're, they're starting to just look around at everybody around them. Like there's this mask. Reaction. I yell, kill this monster. When you do that, I give you like a really mean look. <laughs> When you hit this I, slug creature. Blaine could care less. Yeah. All right. I don't care. Valius. I just want you to know that okay. I give you a really mean look. You can for see that. that behind this creature, there is uh, shadows of other creatures that look like they may be coming through behind it. I'm never going to let me use this, but I'll try. Thunder Smite, it does extra damage, and it does a very loud thunder sound yes. up to 300 feet. Yes. So I'm going to use it on purpose so everybody's aware that something is, is going on. Okay. Now, one of the things it gives you, if it fails... Oh, additionally, the creature must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed back 10 feet away and fall prone. Okay. Here's the thing. I want to do that in the hole. You see so what you I'm saying? you want it to go I'm back like, through I'm the like hole. Ba- I'm trying to, like, baseball bat it in the okay. hole. Okay. And hopefully, like, clog it. So, Thunderous Smite, if I hit... Oh. Uh, first 25. It a 4, and it just barely tilted onto that 18. That's going to hit... <laughs> These things are actually easy to hit because they're so large, but their musculature gives them some resistance to damage. So damage is 10. Okay. Everybody within 300 feet hears a very loud thunder. And now I need to do a strength saving throw. So again, that would be 14. Okay. 
uh, or be pushed away 10 feet and fall prone. Okay. So sort of the way that this works out is you swing your, is it a hammer, right? You have yeah, a hammer. Warhammer. Okay. Warhammer. It connects just with the side of this creature. And there's just that really loud wham thunder just echoes across the entire camp. And it doesn't, you don't get the feeling that your hammer strike actually hurt the creature, but the clap sort of dazed that it, it drops its club, puts its hands over its ears and like takes two stumbling steps backwards and then falls. So effectually everything happened, but no actual damage happened. And you can see it, it sort of ran into another one of these creatures and knocked it down as well. So you can now see there's an actual portal, almost like a doorway in the sky. And you can see that there's yeah, milling, there. milling creatures behind. Durin. I you just get, well, watched hold that on. You just watched can that I say, happen. Can I say one word? Yeah. Run! <laughs> All right. So you three would clearly hear a thunderclap. And not, I mean, just like a super crazy loud thunderclap right pull, outside. I'm going to get out there. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with Durin. He's next. Oh, Lord. Now, you know what's coming through. There's several of these large creatures yeah, and dozens of those other see. creatures. I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon, so then that way I can attack twice if need be. But I assume that that... Or, or can I take an attack while well, right now, being... b- because the creature stumbled backwards and fell, there is no enemy directly in front of you. You would actually have to go through the portal to re-engage. Or you could stay there and wait for something oh, to come towards you. Yeah. I thought that he was still outside of the... No, he actually stumbled backwards back through the portal, open door, and fell down on the other side. Let's get out of this world. Well, I my is, he still five, is he still five feet in? Or actually, I guess it's within 20 feet. He's within 20 feet of you, but he's 10 feet can away. Can I have my spiritual weapon? So you're going to cast it on the other side. Within the other side? Yes, yeah. you can cast it on the other side of the portal. I want it to be there. And am I allowed to attack this turn or no? Well, there's nothing to attack. I mean, the spiritual the weapon. The spiritual weapon, yes. The spiritual weapon could attack. Yes. Okay. I would... Like to I, do I would like my weapon to attack. Okay, so you're casting your spiritual weapon on the other side, and it's going to attack the creature on the ground. Got it. Yep. Damn. Does an eight hit it? No. It's easy to hit, but not that not easy. Not that to easy. Hit. Yep. It's altered because it's on the other side. Exactly. That's it's a good answer. Your, your aim is a little bit off. Okay, Tredic. So you hear that thunderclap. You know that something's going on outside that's bad. I'm getting out there. Okay. So you basically run out through the the tent, just throw open the curtains and you sort of stumble outside and right away you can see, because there's a purple doorway of light that's shining light, so it's very easy to see, but you actually see a swirly point of light on the, like a different part of the edge of camp that's starting to grow as well. So a second? Yes. There's a, you don't know if these are portals yet necessarily, but you see the the purple light door. I didn't hear hear them yelling about something bad going on out here. You heard something was bad. You heard run. But that's all. So what would you like to do? There's no enemies necessarily to attack at the moment. Go ahead. Well, so I don't know what's going on out here. So. No, you don't actually know for sure. You you could probably get a, a guess. I mean, you recognize the purple light. You would know it's the same type of portal you came through. Yeah. You also would recognize it's the same portal that that Godzilla creature went through. So now, I don't know what spells you, you pick, but I'll just go tell you one thing you could consider is using Dispel Magic. Yes. And maybe turning off one of the portals. I did happen to pick that for tonight. (laughs) Okay. So that might be an option. Yes. We said it's Mike's portal and he won't allow it. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I was also maybe thinking of putting a wall of fire in front of one of these portals. That would certainly be a good idea as well. So I haven't decided. I think I'll go ahead and uh, 
trying. I've seen the second portal appear, and they've been yelling about running away. So maybe I'll try and go over and stop this second portal. From okay, so you're going to go towards I the second. I feel like it'd be easier to stop it from happening than trying okay. to close the one that's already appeared. Okay. So you cast detect dispel magic, and I believe the way it works is if it's second level or lower, it automatically works. If it's higher than that, then it gets a save for each spell of a third level or higher on the target. Make an ability check using your magic ability. The DC equals 10 plus spells level. So you need to roll basically, a, it's a D20 plus your wisdom modifier, plus your proficiency bonus, plus I, your. I don't have a everybody's at a plus three. So it's plus three. Oh, yeah, it is. A plus so three. basically, you're at a plus six, plus your wisdom modifier, which is probably four. So you're actually at a plus 10. <laughs> oh that would be a one, folks, for those listening at home. I just uh, apparently stuffed myself out of his. <laughs> <laughs> I just spelled myself. You well, actually, you you cast the spell. It's an eleven, and it starts it's an eleven. It starts. It's, it's the one override. Yes, uh, it starts to work. You actually, you in your you're in your mind, these magical hands are pushing this thing back closed. <laughs> but and, really, I'm just having a hernia. <laughs> exactly, you just actually had a stroke. My, you're like, oh, I poop. Yeah, you you start bleeding out the corner of your eye, and then it expands and actually grows up really big. It's twice <laughs> as big as it was. Oh, <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Jack. Help. <laughs> all right. So. So I Maven's made, like, I just made this you need to go now or you're all dead. I just made this exponentially Is he, is he still talking? I thought yeah. he was like, seriously. Oh, he was hurt, but he, he wasn't. I just made he's not dead. He's not on his deathbed. No. He's not even staggered. But he's, he's wounded. But he's telling you, you need to run now. I'm not your enemy. We're not friends, but we can be allies. All right. For now. I will run out of the tent. Okay, so you're going to turn, you're going to run out as well. So you know, basically, you run outside and you see yeah. everything that's happening. He, for some reason, he gets hit really hard, and he's still trying to be my friend. Even though I'm going to kill him eventually. That's determined. But yeah. right now, and then there's all this noise outside, so I feel like the immediate threat would be outside. Okay, Blaine. Jack runs away. You hear Maven or whatever this creature is say again, I'm not your enemy, but we, we can be we don't have to be friends, but we need to be allies or you're all gonna die. And then Jack turns and runs out of the tent. So it's basically you're standing over top of Sluggo right now. There's really no one directly between you. Ever everybody's like <gasps> you know, at the the high school prom situation where everybody's just standing around Carrie and they're always going <gasps> watching everything happen. Plus there's been lots of seconds to explain yourself. We can take you to a safe place. We can get you away from here. But you have to trust me. You already tried to kill my friends. I didn't try to kill him. I tried to take him. We need him. He is the key. Without him, yes. we none of us are safe. <laughs> Gatekeeper key master again. He's the key to the time machine. <laughs> they just want my soul. What'd your character do? You hear crazy stuff going on outside right now. Sounds of battle and thunderclaps and people <clears throat> screaming. And Jack probably said, shit, right as he walked outside. You heard a large, large pop. You heard a shart. <laughs> you heard a shart. You heard a shart. <laughs> it sounds like a real shit storm outside. <laughs> it smells like it, too. 13 to hit. Uh, <laughs> All right. I can't kill it. Well, that's not enough to hit, but he's prone. So I don't know. Does, does prone give you plus two or does it give you advantage? Uh, since I don't know, we'll say advantage. Okay. 13 to hit. So you you have a moment's hesitation as you're coming down with your hammer to the point that you just miss. And Sluggo doesn't even move. He just sits there, lays there, and you just come down and you just 
happen to miss him. And then I act like I did it on, on purpose. purpose. Yeah, exactly. Give me a bluff check. <laughs> so that'd be charisma. Oh, man, super serious. 16. All right. So it looks like that's really what you meant to do. Mm-hmm. And you actually see, <laughs> even though his features are alien, you, you kind of sense relief kind of wash over his face. And he holds up his hand slowly and he puts it next to yours, almost like he's going in for like a kiss. And then you have sort of this flash, like a like an image melting. in your mind, and you see a, a place very clearly, and it's it looks just like the, the puzzle place you guys found earlier with the magical camouflage tarp and the little puzzle box things in the ground. But you know this is not the same one because it just there's there's enough about it differently that you realize this must be a, a different one of these. And you sort of have an innate sense of where it is. And it's in a very different direction than the other one. And he says, meet us there and hurry. And then he just starts to like turn into an actual slug. And he continues to melt and starts to slither away as a large lamprey-looking slug. I meant to kill him. Are you going to take an opportunity attack as he, as he leaves? Yeah, he's not trying to... to he slugs away. Yeah, he just slugs <laughs> away thinking that you're his ally. So if you want to take a free attack, you actually could. Think how that would look among the people. 28 to hit. That's going to hit. There's no way I trust him. There's no reason for me to trust him. All I've seen is him kill other people and take over Maven. Why would they take over a leader and then pretend to be somebody? It doesn't make any sense. 11 damage. The creature is now staggered, but not actually dead. So mechanically, that means he's halfway to dead, but doesn't actually die and continues to try to slither off. But because it's in that alien form... Like, he doesn't look at you. He doesn't go like, what the fuck? He just, like, ah! <laughs> like, you know, like, like kind of coils up on itself it's like a snake. Ah, it's fuck? <laughs> yeah, and then starts to go off again. We'll go back outside. Valius. I just, I finally realized how my oath spells work. I'm sorry. So here you see this creature a, regaining its I'm, I'm asking a mechanics question here. Okay. If I put myself at the door of the portal... Does that mean no one can get past me until they kill me? No, they would be able... Well... You see what I'm trying to yeah. do. I'm trying to stop them... Yeah, you would be able, on high you'd danger, be able to tank there, but, but as you know, this creature does have an, a special type of attack that can push you. So if you failed that attack, it would actually throw you backwards, and then it would be able to come free. But if you don't fail, then yes, you'd be able to hold the portal. I want to... I'm stepping on the line of the portal, so I'm like half in, half out. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yes. And I'm going to cast Righteous Sealed for the duration, which is one minute with concentration, range of 10 feet. Anybody that is within 10 feet that's friendly, including myself, gets resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage. Okay. Which I don't know what I mean. So is it half damage? Yeah, resistance is half damage. So for the next minute, and keep in mind that I have the other one, that the other guy has to attack me, or he gets disadvantage for yep. a minute. But now it's like we're off by six seconds. Okay. All right, Tredic. Okay, I'm going to try this again. Okay, so you're going to try to cast the spell magic? A little bit better this time. Okay. How about with a different... Uh... Right, so you're, you're screwing up your odds now. The odds of rolling a one again on that other die is less than you roll a one on this die. That's why I have all my dice facing it up on one. 17. I thought for sure that was a one again. I was like, that would have been too fucking awesome. Okay. It was close. It bounced. So once again, you imagine these hands sort of grabbing this portal and pushing it down and pushing it down. And where last time you had sort of your brain fart, it flares out and then you crush it all the way and the light goes out. Yeah, yeah. Well, how would see me? No, there's a different portal. Oh. He closed a second one that was opening. Oh, so this is level three. Jack. 
So I go outside. What do I see? You see Tredic doing Smash doing this portal. So I you can see, cast that one more time now. You see another large portal over here with Valia standing right in the middle, shield up, hammer out. Durin's right behind him, hands up like this. Everybody in the camp is starting to freak out and run, and people are screaming, and it's just chaos. Okay, so I don't see any actual enemies though. at the moment. No. But he would see the portal, though. Yes. It's a massive Well, yeah, I would yeah. see the portal. That, well, I noticed that Blaine took another strike. No. But you notice Blaine's not right behind you. I, mean, I don't know what to do at this Hold point. On. Oh, just like when the portal's there, does the weather change? Like, I want it to be kind of like a stormy, yes, it windy, does. like the winds pick up. It's, well. Like, it's just before like a really bad storm. Like, it gets humid. There's cold air blowing in. It's definitely far Overcast. away. In that it, it's not. I want that for everyone. It's though. not daylight on the other side, <laughs> but there is a different amount of light. Like, so it's so there's probably wind coming through. There's 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 definitely that's a just like how I envision okay. it. Like, so I, you're, you're not, I was seeing if that's what everybody else yeah. thought too. Like, you're on the right track. All right, do something or I'm skipping you. Okay, uh, so the one that they're going at, I want to. So portals here, they're like hereish because like faces this way. I want to get like behind it okay and i will run slash hustle to get there for my okay. full turn okay you're able to get there and you don't see anything but them so on the back side it's, it's like it's not even there can can i uh can i sneak while i'm there or is that to me well essentially you would be completely hidden like they can't see you because of the portal uh-huh. the people in the portal can't see you but you don't see the portal or the people so game mechanics wise am i sneaking yes okay well you're hidden okay all right during. That works. You still have your spiritual hammer? I do. What did I see happen to Valius? I, he casted the shield of faith? Uh, he cast no. the right, right shield. Righteous righteous shield. What is that? It Whoa. makes it harder for them to get past him and gives him some extra defenses. What do I see before me? Um, you see that, that creature has stood up and it's, it's basically come right back up to Valius, but hasn't acted yet. And you can see behind it at least one more of these creatures. And you can see those pasty elf creatures that are behind it. I'll uh, cast Inflict Wounds on the creature. Okay. And I will also attack it with the spiritual weapon. Okay. This I'll uh, roll this for the spiritual okay. weapon first. I don't hit Misses. it. Misses. What a waste. And then, uh, okay, Inflict Wounds is just 3d8 damage. Okay. And then uh, 18. You actually get plus 2 to that spell as well, total. So it would be 20 points of damage. What spell was that? Inflict Wounds. All right. That's a level 1 spell. It's pretty impressive. So you swing damage. That that creature kind of roars and its body starts to, like, crack. It's almost like it gets a really bad sunburn and its skin starts to, like, crack and these sores open up and it, it just... The inter- negative energy just crinkles its skin and makes it very angry. Am I aware? Even herpes. Am I aware that he cast that spell? Um, Can I roll perception? I'm going to give you disadvantage because you're not. That's fine. You're really not focused on that. I am not aware. You're not aware. You're lucky. And now the creature is going to attack you with a 24. Proceed. For 10, 11. 17 points of damage. Divide by two, or is this divide by two already? Well, it's that, that's total. So half of that is eight. And then you would need to roll another strength saving throw. Yeah, that fails. All right, you are thrown 10 feet backwards. What? You fly through the air. You take an additional one point of damage as you land on your keister. And then a separate second of these creatures steps through the portal, taking a swing at you. 
I want I want what I envision to be like an escharotomy, which is a surgical incision that you give a trauma patient from severe burns that their swelling is so bad that they actually have to cut the skin and it looks kind of in it. All right, Durin. So one of these creatures took a swing at you. You were able to defend it with, with your shield. It, you oh. kind of like stagger back, but it doesn't actually do any damage or affect you. Um. However, the creature then steps through the portal over top of you. So there's now one creature on the inside and one creature on the outside of these 20-foot tall giants. We got to find out how to freaking seal this portal up. Somebody already knows. What are you trying Is to do? Is that what you did in game two? No, I can't. I'm not going to run. Yeah. So you're chasing Sluggo down? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to smash him. 16 damage. He's not dead yet? Yes, that actually is enough to squish him. And just like a worm again, he just sort of guts spread out both, splat out both ends of the slug. Is there still people in the tent? Yes, everyone's in the tent. People are freaking out. They've, they've drawn weapons. And again, they're, some of them are pointing them at you. Some of them are pointing at other people. Everybody's I look at the rest of the people, like, and, I, and I'm like, what are you doing? Get outside! They turn and start to run outside except for jason who just stands there like what is going on i'm sorry jason <laughs> <laughs> all right so keep oh, in mind so you do you've seen too much <laughs> <laughs> you do still have that <laughs> sort of no gps ways. tracker in your mind of wherever this place was that the slug wanted you to go that way okay i need to sh- before i run outside and take another action i need to share that with jason really quick okay so that's what you're doing right now valius you're on your keister 10 feet away a different creature step through so there's one on still on the inside of the portal one now on the outside of the portal you can see other figures smaller figures through the portal moving around but none of them have come through yet they're both standing right yes which one is the one that needs to attack me the one that's still through the portal the only other side the one that came through is a different one so that hasn't passed correct i need to go by the portal again so I want to move there, and I want to attack the creature that I haven't marked. You have not attacked? Okay. Because hopefully I'll make it mod to attack me instead of okay. something else. No. No, but I want there to be like a D&D cartoon of like a creature that's begging for its life. And then the PC's like, I'm sorry, but this is tonight's only encounter. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to kill you. Um, I'm willing to cast... So my move is to move there. My swift action is to do a thunderous smite again because I'm trying to warn everyone and hopefully I can like push that guy yeah. back inside I the I think portal. the way that works is you, you can cast it if you hit. So like you roll to attack and it says if you, atta- atta- if you attack. When you hit with a melee attack when you attack, your weapon rings with a thunder. Yeah. Okay. So basically you don't have to waste it if you don't hit. Does any nine hit? No. <laughs> However, he actually gets to counterattack you with a 19 versus armor class. You take 9, 10, 11, 16 points of damage. Make a, str- yep, make a strength saving throw. 14 too low. He hits you. You fly back 10 feet again, taking one more point of damage, which is nothing for you. So basically, yeah, he basically hit you like a golf ball, and you'd go flying head over heels backwards. So basically, I got hit. I flew over. I came back. flew over. I, I'm going to yell run again. Okay. So you're running. The problem is no one I'm not running. Where, uh, no, no I'm one saying run to everyone, everyone else. else. I realize what the problem is. <laughs> But I need to keep warning right. people. Tredic, give me a perception check. So 19. You see another portal opening oh on the other side of the camp. I can cast a level 3 spell at level... I can use my level 4 slot to cast a level 3 Correct. spell. Correct. Yes. You get bonuses to it. Not every spell will get bonuses, but you still can't go up. 
as a DM, wouldn't you give bonuses? I, okay, all? fine. I guess I need to help out the one where we're that are actually have some creatures. I don't know. I, I think closing that portal was a pretty good thing to be doing. Yeah, because every time you close a portal, it's like you're killing six enemies, if not more. Personally, I closed the portal we're not focused on because we already see this. And okay, we well, I, uh, so I did notice this third per portal opening up. Yes. And I will, again, attempt to deal with it. Okay. Hopefully not, like in the first. So you will run over and more cast like, your spell? More like the second time. Okay. So I, And I have a bonus of 10 yep. to this roll. I got a 27. Okay. So as before, you just looked at this. Thing. Yeah, it's getting easier. Like you've kind of figured it out. It's almost like a puzzle that you you know where the hands have to go. Yeah. So as it starts to flare, you're just like pop, just closes, gone. Woo! <laughs> Looks <laughs> around. Nobody's around. Yes, yeah, no one has seen here. you do this. No one's going to acknowledge that you did <laughs> yes. all this just work. Just so you know, guys, there were two more over. Yeah, here. sure yeah. there were. What's, yeah. What are you casting? Dispel magic. Yeah. Two more over there under that log we saw you hiding under. Yeah. All right, Jack. We'll have to have a talk. So you see match so I can Valius get hit I'll like a golf ball. That in my fly through the I air, get up, run back it. over, get hit again, and fly through the air once again. In the meantime, I'm saying run. One giant the night, in, the, in the area, and there's still a portal with at least one more on the other side. But the, the one giant stepped through the portal. Yes. I would like to sneak attack him. Okay. So... You would actually have to go basically either around or because you don't see the portal on the backside. It's like it's not there. Yeah. So in your mind, you just like you see me, you see the back of the giant. So you can just walk forward and attack yeah. it. However, once you go through, you will then be in front of the portal and be seen by the enemies. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I get that. Okay. I'm totally okay with that. Okay. I don't want to do damage this game. Okay. So you're going to step through. And I fail. Okay. Miserably. However, it gets to counterattack you so even though you missed when you come up and stab at it it's just sort of backhands with its club with a 19 versus armor class that'll hit but i want to use invasion and uncanny dodge okay what does that mean i think he said invasion <laughs> evasion uh it says sorry, you, when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack you can use your reaction to have the attack damage okay so but and then uncanny dodge changes it to if I succeed it's no, no damage, damage, but if I fail it's half damage. Okay. So it does sixteen points of damage. Okay. Unless you roll and what then What do I roll for that? It's uh I think it's a deck saving throw. Yeah. Uh what am I rolling against? Fifteen. Okay. I oh my god, this dice sucks. So you still only take half. So you take eight points of damage. Yeah. Now, does he become affected by your spell because he wasn't if he's there with when you cast it? Um, I rolled a one and then two, by the way. If yeah, it says a holy power radiates from you, protecting friendly creatures okay. within 10 feet of you. Because of him, you actually only take half of half. So you only take four damage, but you need to make a strength saving throw. A strength saving throw? Yep. That would be a seven. I just rolled a four. You fly through the air 10 feet backwards. However, you only take one point of damage because apparently it's all I can roll because it's halved. You take no damage. So wait, how much damage did I take total there? You took four. Okay. Because you took half of eight. Yeah. I, I can't believe I just rolled a one, two, and then a four. Like, Don't make fun of Nick next time. All right, Durin. <laughs> that's bad. How close is the giant to me now? It's right across the portal. So there's one behind you that's fighting with these guys, and there's one right in front of you that's basically looking at you. He's the one that I've marked already. Yes. Is he still within 25 feet of you? Actually. Yes. Because you only got knocked back 10 feet, so you're Because it's important, because if he 
I guess if he technically hits me 25 feet away from him, the spell ends because now I'm 25 feet away from him. And it's not like he's the one. Right. The spell actually says if you move far. Right. Exactly. So that's why it was important. It normally hits you 10 feet. But if I crit, I will double that. So you could fly that far, potentially. And have other problems. Yeah. All right. Well, I thought of something fairly clever, but I doubt that these creatures speak any language. They haven't spoken in a way. I mean, they're like going, but you don't know if they're just dumb or if they don't speak your language. Yeah. I have the same problem sometimes. Yeah. Gosh. Damn it all to hell. I will cast Guardian of Faith at the portal. Okay. And so that's my... Okay, and what is that? Dwarven hero that oh, goes stands there. And he does 60 points of damage. 60 points total damage. Okay, so it's there. It can go ahead and attack. Does it automatically hit, or does it actually have to run attack? It autom- well, hold on. Let's see. I, it wasn't automatic hit, but you'd get a... a hold on. Any other creature that enters the area within 10 feet must succeed a dex saving throw or take 15 radiant damage, half damage. Guardian vanishes when it has dealt a total of... Sixty. Uh, Sixty damage. Okay, so as soon as your guardian appears, it gets to swing its hammer at this giant. It does hit, uh, but as before, this creature seems to have some sort of resistance, so it doesn't actually do all the damage, but it does do some damage. All All right, right. so you... Wait a minute, I still have my spiritual weapon as well. Okay. Fourteen to hit? Fourteen misses. However, it does get to counterattack. My spiritual hammer? Yeah. Uh, It actually, it's it's attacking you, but he missed terribly. Okay, so you quickly told... Jason, where to go? Now, Jason doesn't have that mental GPS like you do. So you said, I know it's that direction. You know, you go straight that way, you'll hit it. But he doesn't really know more than that. Or you would feel a lot more comfortable knowing how close you were and how much further you needed to go. But at this point, Pink Sluggo guy, he's on Team Blaine. Okay, whatever. I'm doing what you say. Pink Sluggo guy. You, you just hit Maven. Maven turned into a, a slug creature, uh-huh. and then he turned into an actual slug, and then you yeah. killed Slug. So he's on board with what Blaine has to say now. Jason is. Jason is. Yeah, so he's no longer like, what's... Sound like the dead slug. No, no, no. I, I mean, the, Jason's like, okay, I believe you, whatever. You could tell him that it's Easter right now, and he'd start looking for eggs. Okay. Wait, so Maven's completely dead money. right yes. now? Yes. You don't know that, but yes. Oh, he killed Slug. Maven's what? Completely dead. Well, we'll have a conversation later. Maven was dead before. We're I did having not, a conversation later. I didn't later. kill Maven. I killed a Slug. It's, it's, so. it's not happening right now. Kill you later, too. though, we'll have a conversation. Okay. So what are you doing? Everyone ran out of the tent, so right now you are alone in the tent. I'm just going to say I'm going to go find out what's going on and, and help the party, but I'm, you're still in charge. I'm at your discretion. Then we need to get people going in that direction. So let's let's round everyone up and go. If if you think that's where we need to go, then let's go. I, I don't know if that's <laughs> where we need to go. This is where the slug that I have seen killing our comrades. So is this a trap? Do we not go there then? I, I don't know. I don't know whether to trust <laughs> him. I, I don't. Why would I trust him when I've only seen him kill, only seen them kill people? But at the same time, we don't have any other options. I, I, I don't know. I like how we're all dying, and they're like, so I ponder me this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, but it's realistic, because they don't really know what's happening yeah, on they're, side. they're kind of secluded. So Jason runs out, and he starts just yelling, to me, everyone, everyone, to me. And uh, you can actually hear some of the, like, the guards in the area and some of the other 
commoners starting to say, yeah, yeah, rally, everyone together, everyone together. And the, the guards are starting to shoot arrows at the giant and people are gathering weapons, but there's, there's, they're still afraid of what's going on. Like, no one really has control right now, but there are all these little pockets of organization that as soon as you step out, you know, again, you just like, like in those old military movies, you know, the year the general steps out of the tent, there's just like cannon fire over here and arrows flying over here and you're just surveying the entire uh, battle and it's just organized chaos. Valius. Well, so you're, d- oh, do I get to... You can say something, but you... you can move? Sure. Every, every... So Jason's saying right there, yelling, everybody come to him, because you're kind of like right in the center of camp. So you are in the most central location. Okay, I'll tell him, don't go anywhere yet. I'm, I'm going to find the... D- can I see off in the distance there's a fight with a giant? But it's not even that far away. Yes, you, you can clearly see a giant. That okay. would be one of the things that you see. Okay, then I just say, don't go anywhere yet, and I run that direction. Okay. Do so I, I don't get there in a not, turn. Yeah, not turn. Okay, Valius. I actually say you get to Valius. So as you're running up, so Blaine kind of runs up. He's, he's sort of running past you, but he's, at your moment, he's starting to go past you. I want to do it. So I've seen, I see him. Yeah, you see him. I want, I want to say, take them away from here. I want to cast whole person on the giant that's the closest to me. Okay. Or try to. When you say them, do you mean the people, the commoners? Of course. Wisdom, saving throw, or be paralyzed for, oh crap, but that means, by the way, to be fair, when I cast this because of concentration, my right your seal will go away. Correct. So I'm kind of, shit, I don't want to do that. I won't tell you what I rolled. I don't want to do that. I can't do that. Crap, I, I, sorry, I, now that I have my old spells, it's changed my stuff a little bit. That's concentration as well, cause fear is probably, cause I want to do uh, cast thunder smite, or try to. Okay. When you go to attack him, he gets to counterattack with a 17 versus armor class. <laughs> Misses. Misses. I feel the woos. Yes. Tredic, right? You do not see any other portals. You do hear people yelling, Jason running, yelling, to me, to me. And you see pockets of organization and people are trying to gather around the tent, but you don't actually see any creatures. But actually what you do see is remember those wisp creatures, the toilet paper that you guys saw in the forest? There's one hovering just outside of the camp area in the forest, just sort of sitting there. But it's not, not doing anything else. It's just hovering, kind of wafting up and down, floating, as if it's looking at you. I'm going to uh, speak with it. Um, yeah. It's limited by the beast's intelligence, but at a minimum, beasts can give you information about nearby locations and monsters, including whatever you have <laughs> they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. Okay, so you're going to cast your spell? All right. It does not have any effect. This apparently is not a beast. It says animal. <laughs> or animal. <laughs> beast. Okay. It's not an animal. The creature doesn't make any sounds that you can hear. It, it's just sort of floating, and it doesn't come into camp. Like, it's it's right at the hard edge of the forest. You get the feeling that maybe it can't even come across, that it's it can't come any closer. But it clearly wants your attention, and it just seems to want you to come closer to it. So you get close enough to do your spell, but it doesn't... I'll, I'll go closer. Okay, how close are you going to get? How about within arm's length? It stops again, like it, it, well, I mean, it's floating, but it, it can't get any closer. But it doesn't move backwards, it doesn't move left, so it's just kind of floating up and down. But it's not made any noise yet that you can tell. It's not talking or anything. Can I touch it? If you want to. Sure. We'll come back to you. <laughs> Jack. Okay, so I got hit. Now, is this focus on me, or is this focus on somebody else? It's now? sort of everywhere. I mean, it's looking around, and this is a... It, 
mechanically speaking, this is like an elite creature. Uh-huh. Essentially, every time you come close to it, it gets to attack you. Well, I'm just wondering, mechanically, can I sneak attack it? Mechanically, <laughs> can I sneak Yes. You can attempt to hide, and then, because it's not looking directly at you, yeah, it's yeah. looking around, so it's not like, right? So you'd have to make a hide roll, sneak, and then you can attack. Okay. 17. All right, so you do the, <laughs> and then you just sort of seem to disappear. So, so I like distract him, like, look over there. Yeah. All right, so now you make your sneak roll, see if you can get behind him. 13. Does not seem to notice you. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, it's so it's all. This is all just plus my dexterity. Like I've not. Well, you would also. I think you would have your background points as well. I would. Yes. There's five I put in. Correct. We are doing backgrounds as by thirteenth age, not by D and D next. So yeah. So anything that you do that you can justify saying, well, all that time I spent being a thief. Yeah. Would affect this role, which means I'm better at it. Then you get to add those points. Okay, I believe they would. Okay. I mean, and I, th- yes, this is exactly what you trained for. Because, okay, because I need these points right now. <laughs> because I need, <laughs> because these, I need these points right I now. Yes, <laughs> and a twenty-six that will hit. So the way we're doing my dagger is forty-six exploding damage. Uh, okay, so I didn't. So ten, sixteen, sixteen. So you slash at it, and again, it's got this just really thick musculature, so it doesn't seem to quite hit as hard as you would think. However, it's now going to hit you as hard as it thinks. With a 25... That hits. I'm going to use a uncanny dodge saving throw. Would my five and sneaking and stuff apply to this? No. Okay. Dex, babe. Dex modifier? So it would be... Well, dex modifier will. So it would be a 13. That misses. Take 25 points of damage, but you take half because of him. So it actually would be 12. You're welcome. And I failed, so I take half again. Yeah, so you actually only take six damage. You fly backwards. I yet can only roll ones on this, so you take no damage on that, but you fly ten feet backwards. So I take six points of damage. Correct. Awesome. Durin. What do I see right in front of me? Same thing. A creature came up and tried to hit you. Um, My guardian of faith, is he holding off, like stalling up what's going on at the portal, though? Yes, it seems to be sort of backing up. There's uh, that. There's more right. of these giants as well. Yeah, definitely. I just want to make sure that... I know they're still there, but at least they're not coming through yet. Yep. So I'm going to keep him there. I still have my spiritual weapon with the creature that I have here. Does it appear that the creature is taking any physical damage? Yes. Okay. Then I want to uh, attack it with my spiritual weapon, which uh, 13 doesn't hit. Nope. Man, I, that thing sucks. It doesn't suck. We've rolled really low. I, Even well, though I don't... Plus, it's only plus my ability modifier, so that... My magic ability modifier, so that's why it's not... Which would for you would be wisdom. Oh, no, it's my magic. It's a three. Okay. Well, which is you, wisdom is a three. Well, usually you get both. On most of your spells, you get your wisdom modifier and your magical ability modifier. So I've been doing this wrong the but, whole time. But I'm not 100% sure on that, so it very well may let be me, three. Let me uh, just... Whoop, that's only right. two. So while you're... County, we'll go ahead and go to Blaine. So you come outside, uh, and you're, you're trying to rally the troops there. What do you want? So you run up. Valius stands up. Yeah, I ran to him, and he said, go away. Yeah, we said, we need to get out of here. And you, you, you start to see a crowd of people. Because at this point, there's only like 130 people left. And there's been at least one really loud thunderclap. There's giants roaring. So everybody's up. Everybody's kind of running together. And there's, again, there's even pockets of people who are like saying, okay, everybody get together, get together. So there's at least three or four people in the crowd that has kept their cool 
and are rounding people up and bringing them to the center. Okay, I'll go to them and or before I leave these guys, I'll say. Um, I mean, they. I would think that they should have a way to. If I take off right now, they should have a way to catch up and find me, like the flying bird or the. If they know which way you're going, they can probably find. Especially if you're taking 130 people through the woods, they will be able to follow that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But so with the giants. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll yell at these guys. I'm taking these people to safety and follow our tracks as soon as you get the portals closed. We- I'll basically go to the people and be like. Don't worry, I'll bring them back. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll bring them back to life. Right. So there's like people, yeah, yeah, follow him, follow him. And slowly this like whole mass of people starts to follow you. And are you out like outright booking or are you just trying to like walk at a steady pace? Are you like how are mall. you just like running and they help they keep up with you? Mall walking. Mall walking, okay. So you're mall walking. Remember uh heel toe, heel toe. The weapon has a bonus to hit equal to the magic ability bonus. All right, that'd be three then. Just three. Okay. So I did not hit with that. Okay. Um, Most of these people <clears throat> should have, like, small weapons and things like that. Right. We went through Yeah, so they got spears and daggers and sharp sticks and stuff like that. Then I want to come up behind the creature, and I want to I wanna hit it with my flail. 16 to hit. That will hit. All right. <laughs> I will activate, activate its modifier. So activate, activate. Yeah, exactly. activate. <laughs> 15 points of damage. Okay. And it gets its counterattack with a 21 versus armor class. Misses. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, baby. Just what I thought. All right. So the other one is actually that's going to I'm attack mad. you with a critical hit. If I can't be any more arrogant. So, 6, 12, 24, 30 points of damage. But it's it's halved, so you take 15 points of damage. These temporary hit points, when they're halved, have helped me a lot. So, 15, so 6, and then 9 more. I finally rolled better on my D6s. You fly 20 feet backwards and take 10 more points of damage, which would be 5, because it's halved. But you are now far enough away that your spell ends on the one that he's fighting. You you just saw Valius get hit like a golf ball and he flew twenty something feet through the air. You actually crashed into the tent that they were in before, and like you're all like wrapped up in a ball now. How far did you, you go? Twenty something feet backwards. So you crash into the tent, tear it all down, and you you roll like this, and now you're like in a big wadded canvas ball in the middle of the camp because that's just funny. Um, you just <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he goes flying past me. And like, How'd you know? <laughs> you just made me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Tredic, when you touch this creature, there's this instant flash, much like what Durin went through earlier. So even though maybe only a second passes, you get like tons of memory. Mind melding. It's very similar to a mind meld. And you sense that this is actually one of the commoners that died yesterday when you guys came back to camp and there was that, or it might have been two days by now, I kind of forget the timing, that went into the woods and never came back and you found the husks. And you can see in your eyes as if you were that creature and you see it being led out into the forest sort of uncontrollably like it's it, not you're not in control of yourself. You're being forced to go out there and you see it's this. Mo- I'm moving physically. Right. You see through the eyes of this person and you find yourself walking out there. You can't control what you're doing. And there's this pink slug like creature that is that sound is emanating from. And it sort of wraps itself around your body, hugging you like a constrictor snake. And then its lamprey face locks onto yours. And you just feel your essence being sucked 
out and you're actually very familiar with this this right. sensation because it actually happened to you but unfortunately in this case of this person it wasn't stopped and it killed that the person but whatever this effect is it, it allowed their soul to survive and that's what that wisp is is actually the soul of one of these commoners that has no body and has really no voice so it's just a wispy white creature and that's basically you sort of see all that happening and then it stops and you see that creature it sort of backs up like 10 feet and you you get the sense that it wants you to follow it so i don't know what's going on with the rest of well you would yeah you you probably were in a daze so you i don't well give me a perception check with disadvantage you rolled a one the first time doesn't matter no you are completely I am enamored with this thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the future. I'm not even going to make you roll. You can just choose to take either a one or a two. <laughs> we'll, we'll just speed things up for you. <laughs> a three. Uh, or a three, sorry. Okay. Oh, so you, you can take a one or a three on any roll that you want. Okay, so what are you going to do? I'm, I'm following it. All right, you're in, as you start to follow it, it turns and it does that toilet paper thing. And it, it Let me skip it. All right, and it, it starts going away kind of fast, so you're going to have to move fast to keep up with it. So maybe I'll turn into a deer. You can give us feedback and comments at our website, dndacademy.com. You can check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com, and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.